Welcome to the Steelers Edge online training seminar featuring Rob Campbell with a workshop on how to balance the parts department checkbook. Rob Campbell is a dealership analyst with Witham Smith & Brown, an accounting, auditing, and consulting firm with a specialty in advising franchised auto retailers. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealers Edge. Some of the most popular Dealers Edge workshops are those covering parts department management, and today is no exception. We have dealerships from across the United States, Canada, and as far away as Australia with us. Dealership parts managers, in our experience, tend to be precise in all aspects of their business. They strive to be accurate. So it can be disconcerting and more than a little upsetting when the dealership accounting office reports a different inventory figure from the parts manager's own numbers. When unexplained differences climb into just small percentages of total inventory, it puts a lot of money into a cloud of doubt. Reconciling these two measures of the dealership investment in parts is important. This is, after all, the dealer principal's own money we're talking about. It's no secret that when it comes to the parts department, the dealership runs two sets of books. One set is kept and controlled by the parts manager and is geared toward inventory management, keeping the right parts on the shelves to satisfy the service department's needs and avoiding obsolescence. In this case, it's mostly about the physical parts themselves. The other set of books is kept and controlled by accounting. The general ledger is the financial blueprint for the enterprise. But in this instance, it is primarily concerned with the dollar value of the parts department's assets and liabilities. It's mostly about the money. The problem, on the surface, the two sets of books seldom agree. Sometimes that simply means that the process of adding to and subtracting from those figures is different for each concern. But sometimes the imbalance can point to very real problems and potential losses. So, so much like balancing your per personal checkbook, you need to isolate the differences and reconcile regularly. Today we'll hear from Rob Campbell of Witham Smith & Brown as he discusses both the importance of this exercise as well as how to achieve the goal of a fully reconciled parts inventory without the usual stress that this process causes. Rob, it's nice to have you back. Why don't you take over from here? Which is the reconciliation variance grows in one direction or another. Uh, it's either you know constantly over or constantly under. That tells me that there's a systematic problem with the dealership and that we need to dive in to find out what's going to go through these. Um, so let's go through that setup. Mike, before I jump into how to get to some of that reconciliation done, I just wanted to check in and make sure we didn't have any questions on that first little part. Uh, just, just one quick question, Rob. You mentioned that uh, all, that today you've already gotten two two calls from dealers that need you to come in and take a look at this problem for them. And actually, I think you used the word emergency calls. What uh, What do you think the nature of the problem is that that uh, has got the dealers jumping onto the phone to get you down there? Uh, they absolutely wanted. They have probably done a reconciliation, found that they're off. Let's, just say a typical amount, like $40,000, and they want to know whether that, whether they're doing it correctly and that's real before they book it and either A, have to pay tax on it, or B, take a loss and need to justify it later to the IRS. Okay. All right. Prices today, not what we paid for back then, so it's never going to relieve correctly if we don't post in that appreciation depreciation stuff. Mike, before I jump into what are some of my more common things, I wanted to make sure nobody had any questions on some of the monthly parts manager reports. Um, 
Let's see. The only question I have here is uh, if you know that you you believe you have a problem, you haven't done reconciliations in a while and no no physical inventory and you're pretty sure you have a problem, where should a, where should who should start? Who should should the parts manager take the initiative or the account accounting managers? Uh, and where do you start to get things straightened out? Um, for our clients, it's accounting that needs to take the leadership role because it impacts finances. Again, we assume the parts manager is doing is diligent doing their job and that their pad is fairly correct. In the absence of, of a physical, we just got to assume that. Mm -hmm and then try to go through this reconciliation process at the end of the month. I normally tell my stores, if we're not going to do a physical and we're not going to, like, really lock this thing down, I'm going to do this reconcile this monthly reconciliation three months in a row before I'll ever recommend what that adjustment should be. So let's just say we do it the first month and we're off by $40,000. Fine. Do it next month. We're off by $42,000, do it the next month, we're off by $38,000. Once I see kind of what that standard amount is, that's when I'm going to suggest, all right, that's the adjustment I would make and pick it up. And I almost always do that on a year end. Uh, from an internal control perspective, should the parts manager have access to viewing the general ledger balance in the accounting department uh, for his parts inventory? Uh, okay, well, certainly viewing it should not be a problem at all, I don't believe. Uh, I don't know if they're actually going to do that. Uh, I don't know a parts manager myself personally that cares about looking at a GL. I wouldn't want them to be able to alter it. Uh, but viewing it, not a problem. Altering it, yes. I'll give you a couple issues, though, that could arise from that. And, again, these are rare, so I don't want to, you know, send everybody down to protect something that rarely ever happens. I did run into a parts manager where we were doing monthly reconciliations and similar to, to letting him see the GL account, what would happen is the office manager would give the parts manager her GL information and then give him the rec to complete the rest of it. And guess what? It was perfect every month, you know, uh, because he knew what that number was supposed to be. Uh, it turns out he was stealing from the dealership and, and would make it come out so it was perfect. Um, so, you know, that can be a problem. So, I, I mean, internal control-wise, I don't think it's enough of a risk that I would worry about it, but there could be a problem. I don't want him changing the GL, though, of course. Right. Um, okay. Uh, another one. Uh, I'm new to the position, the new parts manager but I was not taught to do a price adjustment every month. Uh, how do I handle that? Uh, I think for most many, or most DMSs, that happens automatically, uh, but I would just double check with your vendor that there's not a routine you need to run on a monthly basis. In some stores, I know it would be part of their job stack or whatever to check price updates, uh, but I would, you know, I, I probably am not the best expert on when and how that occurs, but I know it happens. Hold on one second. We have a special chat message for you from Mr. Mark Payne. <laughs> okay, this is from uh, Mark Payne, who uh, who is a uh, uh, specializes in in uh, his company does parts uh, inventories. 
and reconciliations. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark says to answer the price changes in CDK, that happens automatically, and those can be found on report RAD. For Reynolds, it should show up on report 2161. All right, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. All right, uh, again, from an internal control perspective, should the parts inventory reconciliation be performed only by the parts manager, uh, and thus the parts manager would have to have access to the general ledger balances, or should the parts manager provide the accounting department with the top section of the, uh, of the reconciliation, and then who finalizes the reconciliation? Uh, in my dealerships, the latter is true, that we give parts their side to fill out, and then accounting fills out their side. So we don't allow one person, as I said, because I had one parts manager that was stealing doing that. Uh, and then who actually does that? For almost all of my stores, it's the office manager controller that's finalizing the rec. And again, if there's issues and they're having constant adjustments, that's normally where I get called in to find out what they're missing. Okay. Um, should the parts inventory be adjusted in accounting for variances calculated from the reconciliation, or should the reconciliation be used more as a tool to monitor the transactional activity between both departments and the general ledger then be adjusted by the annual physical inventory? Uh, the latter is correct. I generally just use the reconciliation to make sure that we're not going the wrong direction, plus or minus, uh, and that we're staying tight to each other. Uh, if I'm using it then, and I see that we do have a problem, then I can jump into accounting or parts to figure out what's going wrong. I am not booking that monthly adjustment month to month to month. I'll keep track of it so I know last month we were off by 40000 this month we're off by 43000 but I'm not actually posting that until uh, year, year end. I do have some stores, again, that would hang it on a prepaid or something like that and then, you know, pick it up at year end, but I, I just, I just wouldn't. There's, just, again, the, the crush of activity in these accounts is too much to think that you have it perfectly narrowed down this one time in your life and you didn't miss something just to, to just to make a posting. All right. Uh, shouldn't, shouldn't the accounting office and the parts department take a snapshot at the same time? Oh, good. That, I totally skipped over. That's a really good question. Okay, so when parts department does their month and routine, that locks the numbers. So that monthly parts report is, is absolutely locked by the 31st date. For the accounting office, you are probably posting all the way up until you're closing your statement. So most of us like to post and match our factory statement uh, to you know, to what's on the GL. I know that's what I like to do. And that's where the reconciliation happens. So parts department locks their numbers. We know absolutely that is the value on the last day of the month. It cannot be changed or adjusted. Accounting is doing all their postings, trying to match out to the statement. That's when you would know whether something was reconcil uh, reconciling an item or not. Because um, we are looking at the same date. So was that part or invoice that we're looking at was it receipted in the month and then invoiced in a different month or invoiced in the same time? So parts is locked, and then accounting is knowing what's 
is a reconciling item to things that were not posted when uh, parts locked down. Sorry about that, Mike. Okay, let's look at it. Now we're at the end of our questions. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. So um, I'd just like to remind everybody that we did record today's workshop, and the recording will be available in your Dealer's Edge online library uh, early tomorrow morning. Uh, feel free to access that. Uh, review the information Rob gave you today. Uh, there's a lot of information here, a lot of good information, uh, and it's a lot to hang on to and grasp in one hour, so you may want to go back through that, uh, look for some, some of the ideas that you can put to, put into work tomorrow. Uh, also feel free to share this with other people in your dealership. I'd like to thank everybody for attending today. As I said, we have a large audience, uh, and uh, which is always gratifying, and we appreciate you taking time out of your dealership day to spend that time with us. And I'd like to offer special thanks to Rob Campbell. I'm uh, more than happy to do it, Mike. <laughs>